R-O-I-D. Kia ora, GM Droids, my name's The Captain and this is Moonbrain, your regular dose of oral pleasure for the Droid Dow faithful. You know, as they say, there is never a dull day in crypto and I'll be honest, when I went to bed, I did not predict USDC losing its peg. Uh, grats to anyone who took a punt and jumped in in the high 80s. Um, as my good friend Rooty tweeted out, you know you're in a bear market when we're trading stable coins. I've got a great show for you today. I'm catching up with Farage from Ewa, who I'm pretty sure are one of, if not the very first investment for the Dow. So they're a Dubai-based company doing some amazing work in bridging and creating cross-chain solutions. This is, you know, it's a pretty hardcore side of crypto that can get very technical. So we've tried to keep it light-ish. Um, the thing that really excites me about these guys is that their philosophy about crypto and the future of the different chains is very much aligned with my own views, which is essentially that these chains are analogous to programming languages and you know some of these chains will survive and they'll go on to prove themselves to have their own specific use cases. But that these are all going to happen behind the scenes and, and really the next generation of crypto users will be shielded by UX and UI and you know will likely have no clue what blockchain the various transactions are occurring on behind the scenes. So I don't know, that's my view. Now whether you agree or disagree with that thesis, I think either way it's very obvious that bridges are going to play an even more crucial role in crypto and that the EWA team are perfectly positioned to capitalise on that. And so it brings me great pleasure to welcome Farage to the show. Farage, welcome. I really wanted to catch up and see what you guys have been up to since the Dow invested. But before we get to that, I want to give some of our newer members you know, a bit of a high-level view on what you guys do and some of the products you offer. But before we get to that, uh, and what I think is really helpful and might give some context to all of this, is to talk a little bit about your philosophy about multi-chain and why it's important. Yeah, so for us, uh, the, the multi-chain and uh, in, in some words, the cross-chain is uh, inevitable uh, continuation of the development of the decentralized space. Because uh, in our opinion, whatever we uh, are uh, seeing now, it's uh, like Internet of 1994, where, uh, you know, there is not enough... Um, uh, like top level projects that will take uh, the blockchain um, and Web3 and NFT technologies to the widespread uh, mass market uh, and towards the global adoption. So we will see a lot of uh, different blockchains popping up and definitely uh, there will be a requirement for interoperability between different blockchains because uh, um, you know when we see it now um, like one blockchain will not be able to provide all the utilities that are requested from various uh, players be it gaming industry or governments or um, uh, or like traders or retail or you know anyone or nft collectors so different parties will require different uh, setup of the blockchain. So there will be specific blockchains created uh, just for that. Uh, similarly, how there is um, um, like an exchange for commodities, there is an exchange for stocks, uh, there is an you know online service for the uh, booking the airline tickets and uh, 
that might be completely different from a digital bank, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's why each and every service would um, and each and every blockchain ultimately will uh, be catering some kind of needs from different um, um, parties. Uh, and uh, in my opinion, uh, for the end user, they should not care whether it is um, it is actually uh, um, like which what blockchain their wallet is connected to. For them, it's mo- the most important one is that their needs are covered. Whenever there is a payment, it's fast, secured, uh, processed uh, in uh, some uh, kind of uh, privacy way that no one really has all the information that he uh, that person doesn't want to disclose. Or, and for some uh, investments uh, that uh, the security of the investment is of most importance. For something else, it uh, could be um, uh, tempering proof, uh, um, like a ledger to record all his belongings or medical data, etc. At the same time, it can be uh, with the great UX UI. And uh, you don't really think which server runs the website that you are actually loading. In the same way, you don't want uh, your uh, user to think which blockchain he actually uses this particular transaction. So mm. seamlessness of the future uh, where all the blockchains are operating seamlessly depending on their actual um, use uh, will depend on how well the bridges work in between them, both for the data and for the liquidity. Um, at the moment, most of the people consider bridges uh, as uh, how can I move my funds from one blockchain to another blockchain. But in the future, it will be all about data migration between the blockchains how the Polygon-based wallet can vote on Solana-based DAO votes, um, uh, like how um, one uh, wallet from one uh, chain can buy an NFT in another chain and use it in third chain. Um, so this this all will require, of course, the, uh, a lot of infrastructure development. Uh, many companies are trying to um, uh, to develop different uh, um, solutions for that, uh, and this this is just the beginning. It will be more and more um, important in years to come. Well, yeah, that was a question I had. I mean, what are the security risks of a bridge? Because I mean, it, I think it's a little bit less than it was, but you know, maybe six months ago or twelve months ago, we had you know things like Wormhole and Ronin and Harmony and these were these kind of massive bridge hacks. And is there a vulnerability between going between the blockchains and that's what the, these hackers are exploiting? And is that is that changing? Is it different now? Or, or are there still risks involved? Uh, in, in, in case of uh, bridges, there is always an inherent risk of, uh, of the bridge hack in one way or, or another. Uh, I was making a, um, like a speech on one of the conferences about the blockchain hacks of the year, uh, how $2 billion were stolen from different blockchains in 2022. Um, and uh, it, it looks like there are three vectors of attack. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one vector of attack is uh, smart contracts 
and uh, how well the smart contracts are written. Um, so because the origin, uh, the, 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 there is different ways how bridge are working, but mostly it uh, requires the locking of the assets in one chain and releasing it from the other chain. And uh, there are usually uh, the pools of liquidity that are located in smart contracts that can be hacked and then um, they, those pools can be drained. Okay. So um, that's, uh, that's one of the uh, vector of attack. Um, so this is what happened, for example, to Harmony Bridge when, uh, when the attacker uh, exploited uh, and, and nomad, uh, attacker exploited the vulnerability in the multipass uh, signature, um, meaning that uh, one of the wallets belonging to most likely founding team was exploited and could sign the transactions to release the funds from the treasury or from the uh, from the basically is the smart contracts where the liquidity is locked and uh, print unlimited amount of stable coins and ex exchange those stable coins to worthless stable coins to real money and uh, real uh, uh, to, uh, like value tokens that you, they can just uh, later move to uh, uh, their their wallets and then kind of exchange through Tarnali cash into the cash. Yeah. So uh, that's one vector of attack, the attack on the code of the smart contract. Second one is uh, consensus. So consensus mechanism uh, attack where you do not actually break into the smart contract. The smart contracts are fine. It's just uh, you, um, you get more validators in um, another another uh, example of uh, smart contract attack was wormhole, where the smart contract was uh, attacked, and uh, and third one is nomad bridge. Uh, so that's where um, uh, you know the new update in the in the protocol uh, resulted uh, in the, having a loophole where the attacker could just drain uh, the, uh, the 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 assets from uh, from the protocol. Uh, the consensus hack, it means that the, uh, the smart contracts are okay, but uh, the, the attacker gets hold of 51% of the validators. So if, uh, and, and validators that are controlled by the attacker then validate the wrong transaction. Uh, so he doesn't send uh, the 100 millions to the uh, to the protocol and he and and uh, and validators said say uh, that they he did and they released the 100 millions of true money and true liquidity from the protocol to attacker's wallet so that's what happened to um to ronin bridge hack where 600 million dollars were stolen and the attacker got hold of uh, five out of nine validators and uh, and uh, was able to release uh, and uh, drain 600 million dollars um the similar uh, could happen to any centralized entity where there are not a lot of validators so uh, for example uh, largest protocol cross-chain protocol in the industry is called the multi-chain and uh, as per website it has only 21 validators meaning that okay. if you if you if you get hold of uh, eleven of them, 
it's you 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 easily get uh, you you can drain the protocol so um, and uh, the in the in the in the uh, website uh, of uh, anyswap.net slash network you can see the names of those validators so some of them are um, like number 10 is Ahmed with smile so it's interesting to see you know that uh, about two billion dollars of liquidity is controlled by uh, by some nodes that you know with strange names no one knows who <laughs> are they. and um uh, and uh, that's uh, good to have some strange names, but if you have like very large amount of those, so you know that there are some nodes that are run by large and uh, good uh, and uh, entities and or partners of the project, um, and uh, some are just decentralized and small one person node uh, that is uh, that is being run. So that actually adds to decentralization, but not when there is 20 uh, of them and, you know, with, with strange names. The th third vector of attack is bridge itself. It can be a little bit connected to the, depending on the design, to the smart contract. Uh, so in our case, for example, in case of AWA, our smart contracts uh, we're planning to uh, have uh, on Curve. So our architecture has three vectors of attack. One is smart contracts, which are basically curve smart contracts, which is very secure because like curve hasn't been significantly exploited uh, up until this day. Uh, there was some small hack, like half a million, uh, maybe like last year, but nothing on big scale because they have like between four and $6 billion on the, on the protocol. Um, and the second vector of attack is, as I said, decentralization. Third one is bridge itself. So our architecture has a, a hub uh, approach where the derivatives are created. So if bridge itself is attacked, then the attacker can create unlimited amount of tokens uh, that can be exchanged to the real assets. So uh, that's um, that's that's the attack, which on other in other solutions, it's similar to uh, smart contract uh, so that's that's like majority of the industry now uh, they uh, the, the, the real defense against the smart contract uh, and bridge attacks is uh, security audits and the quality of them and penetration testing and bug bounty programs etc the real defense against the um, this uh, the consensus hack is decentralization so in making sure that a large amount of validators um, spread across the world and also spread across um, the different uh, players, big and small. So that's the only way how you make it secure. And at the moment, different companies are trying to achieve that in different ways. And so, so you guys, I mean, you guys have got a lot of products right like you got you got a dex you got bridges liquidity aggregators how um how did how do all these products make make money yeah so uh, there are a few uh few sides for uh monetization for us first one of all is that uh, every uh, dollar of liquidity that goes through our bridge um will be having a small fee 
that goes towards the protocol earnings. Second uh, type of monetization is data protocol. So uh, every call uh, and later every um, byte of data uh, will have its own cost for being transferred between one chain and another chain. Um, then uh, there could be a bridging fee. Uh, so every time the token is actually bridged to the different chain um, and the project can become multi-chain instantly, that's um, uh, like a unique selling point for us. That uh, The project actually uh, can be listed among the, the several chains in the same time and, um, uh, and uh, also um, and also uh, the project can be traded among the different chains. So it's, I would say, the only uh, alternative to the centralized uh, exchange listing um, and also trading. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that, that, that's the way we're going. Uh, just if I didn't answer your question, if you can, can just no, no, you 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 answered it. You answered it perfectly, and um, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of interesting. I was, I was taking it all in. It's just you know you've got which is always I think it's always a good thing. It's just so many different revenue streams, um, but it, it you know you've, you've also got that idea that you're almost like a um, it's almost like a toll booth in some ways. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just people paying a toll to get from one place to another, which is probably one of the the oldest forms of business there is yeah absolutely and and and, and easiest uh, to envisage right so it's uh, by being the bridge you collect the tolls um, and uh, due to our architecture we also create the universal liquid assets meaning universal stable coins for example uh, that are can work on all chains being backed one-to-one to original assets so EUSDT is always backed by USDT in some chain, um, and and that EUSDT can be uh, added to chains that do not have the USDT yet, or USDC yet. Okay. So that that could be that the, our our assets will become the uh, first their cross chain. It's very easy to convert BUSD USDC into USDT or DAI even. Uh, so it's interoperable, I would say, on the fly um, with very low um, slippages, but also it can work in the chains where there is no die, no official die or no official USDC. Um, so that uh, that is another, um, but that's more about usage and um, go-to-market strategy of ours. Uh, but every time there is a transaction, uh, our uh, protocol will get the revenue. I guess one of the things that a lot of the, the Droid DAO would be interested in is what's happened since that Droid DAO investment, and, and what have you guys what have you guys done since then, and, and what have you got planned for the future? Yeah, so uh, since since we've uh, since the investment time, which happened sometime in um, uh, in summer, I think. Uh, we we developed the protocol uh, towards the uh, the launch in the mainnet. So now it's uh, technically in the mainnet. There was a lot of development. Almost uh, forty thousand lines of code uh, was written. 
and uh, we now the protocol is being audited by uh, by smart state uh, auditors. They've audited quite a lot of um, uh, large protocols. They are also based in Dubai, so we could uh, interact with them uh, on a daily basis on the, all the vulnerabilities or all the uh, news that are coming from the market and how we can uh, defend ourselves from the new type of vulnerabilities. Uh, they were also experts in uh, penetration testing for different protocols. So we went through the like large selection of uh, the partner uh, or the audit companies um, to, to go through and uh, we find the best uh, price per value uh, from them. Uh, apart from that, uh, we also uh, closed a number of partnerships with different projects and uh, uh, exchanges like Rango Exchange, for example. Uh, we will be working on integration there uh, on the Brave Wallet, on uh, with Rubik Exchange, with uh, Aggregator, uh, with different uh, other um, chains like OKX Chain. We talked to KuCoin Chain as well. Uh, we talked to Metis and other layer two solutions to bring the stable coins towards them. Um, so there was a lot of business development activity. Um, we, we've presented a well number of events, uh, continued with the fundraise uh, uh, program uh, to secure the runway for us uh, in the future. Um, and uh, at, at the same time, once we will uh, finalize the audits, once we'll start integrating the projects into our solution, we will be able to kind of uh, uh, get, we will be able to get uh, uh, the, the partnerships going and, uh, and and grow the protocol even, even, uh, even, even more. And by getting the traction um, in inside uh, with, in terms of liquidity, TVL, in terms of the users, in terms of the uh, partnerships and the protocols that we have onboarded, we'll be able to um, to close this round, start Series A round, and uh, and develop protocol even further. So that's uh, that were the major developments. We are in a very good discussions with the Curve Finance team and the founder themselves. So our CEO is talking to CEO of Curve. Um, and uh, we are seeing how best to integrate the Curve technology into uh, into our product and uh, basically uh, become the cross-chain uh, um, layer for the Curve uh, protocol in, in general um, and also uh, basically bring the cross-chain com- uh, um, cross-chain technology uh, and and at the same time keep the security of the curve and uh, uh, and original um, um, like smart contracts of curve in general. So uh, that's uh, that are the major uh, developments in in general. Uh, there are lots of projects during the bear market that stopped um, their progress, but for us uh, we believe that uh, it's it's best to build during the uh, best time to build during the bear market and that's what we continue to do and continue to innovate and uh, continue to uh, find new partners um, and uh, invest in the product.
That's exciting. And can you paint us a picture of what the next sort of 12, 24 months are going to look like and, and how, how big this, this business could get? In 24 months, I would want to be um, as big, and this is ambitious target, of course, we want to be as big as large decentralized protocols uh, like Curve and Aave, but uh, with a focus on the uh, cross-chain uh, infrastructure. So governed in a similar way, uh, being uh, recognized as the most decentralized protocol uh, for the cross-chain solutions with the, its own infrastructure to build and integrate the new dApps on, uh, on top of us uh, to utilize basically our cross-chain mechanics for their projects. Uh, and, and this is like the long-term vision of ours. If we look in the next uh, uh, 12 months, um, we are planning to uh, launch in, in the commercial mainnet, meaning that we plan to uh, start integrating the projects into our solution, start bringing the liquidity providers uh, to increase the efficiency of the protocol, because of course it depends on the TVL being an MMDEX. Uh, start spreading the, uh, the news and uh, launch the large marketing campaign to, uh, to attract new partners, new projects and new retail users also. Um, and uh, after that, uh, uh, launch the token uh, because for us, uh, the security is very important. We first will launch in the proof of authority mode similar to many other uh, bridges with 40 nodes, uh, which will be held by different uh, partners of ours, such as layer ones or uh, investors or um, other partners, node validators. Um, uh, and uh, right after, we, once we will launch the token, uh, we will work on the full decentralization and uh, get uh, 200 validators uh, to start with for the uh, full decentralized consensus um, and the grow from there uh, adding more chains uh, adding more uh, usage, usage for our stable coins in the diff uh, bringing them into the different uh, blockchains that are not yet having native uh, stable coins or they are um, or, or to integrate different projects and making them cross-chain compatible like, for example, we're planning to bring also NFT bridging um, uh, solutions uh, in a decentralized way. So the games can actually, uh, the NFTs for different games could be utilized across many blockchains. Um, and uh, this, this similar way uh, just to continue expanding, expanding the team, expanding the vision um and uh, expanding the number of partners and uh, growing the tvl uh, and uh, slowly becoming the the large defi player in the industry i, I love it and obviously launching, launching the ava dao uh, meaning that uh, similar to curve and ave the entire protocol is governed by the token holders rather than uh, the team and uh, from there you know um, grow it uh, even larger. I love those big audacious goals because you need to need need to swing big, and I think you know I think you guys have got the smarts, and I think you guys um, have got the skills to make it happen. So, um, 
we normally we normally sort of round things off with um, with our guests giving us an NFT under ten sold. They think it's going to do well. I know that you guys are, are not so much into that space. Have you got anything uh, crypto related or any any alpha that you might be able to share with us? And I will note that we are sharing uh, that we're recording this. Uh, it's the tenth of March. Everything is bleeding. It's uh, everything looks like it's going to collapse. What uh, what do you guys say? What's happening? Yeah, I think uh, overall, uh, looking at the macro perspective, of course, there is a lot of instability in the minds of investors and uh, traditional finance um, and economists uh, in general. So uh, I, I don't expect the, uh, the easy ride for anyone within the next few months, I would say. So... Um, but uh, definitely I would pay attention to the infrastructure protocols um, of different le- uh, levels, uh, be it uh, cross-chain protocols or be it different layer ones that are, uh, or layer twos, similar to um, Arbitrum, Optimism, or uh, ZK-based uh, layer twos. So uh, those would be um, very interesting to watch, uh, as well as, of course, like Aptos and Sui and Move Ecosystem. It's interesting how they develop. So uh, those type of projects uh, might be the backbone of the next bull market. So I would put uh, a lot of, um, I would say, uh, attention there if I would be the, the investor. So that's that's my 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 vision, and of course, um, if you are talking about different layer ones, especially written in different languages, you want to be quite early in the cross-chain protocols that have uh, its own infrastructure. There are around forty bridges in the in the space, but the amount a number of bridges that are utilizing their own infrastructure. Um, and trying to play it in a, uh, and work it and uh, go towards decentralization are not that many. So some of the projects out loud say that uh, we would not uh, focus on the um, uh, on the validation part. There is no way something can be decentralized. And that's why you know we will be mostly working on the relayers. Some of them are utilizing the Cosmos ecosystem uh, architecture, which is limited to uh, 100, uh, 120 validators in general. So, and uh, every centralized bridge hack um, from now on will be basically another um, statement of the importance of decentralization. Yeah. So that's. That's uh, that's what I want to everyone to kind of um, think about. Step back, look at the industry as it is Internet of 1994. Think who could survive in a year or two, even in the NFT space, uh, the same. Who could survive in, in, in one or two years? No one can predict the future, but you could place your bets on the on the on the players that are trying to do right things and on the players that have ability to scale amazing advice i love that thank you so much uh, for your time and i know um i know you know you're one of uh, 
Droid's very first investment. So uh, I know everyone will be very excited to to hear this episode and, and listen to what you guys have been up to. And uh, everyone, and me, me too, am very excited after um, hearing what you guys got planned for the future. It sounds um, it sounds super, super bullish. Yeah, thanks a lot, really. I, we believe that um, what we're building is uh, definitely having a lot of utility for the future. Uh, whenever you are going by car on the roads, you, you don't really think about the people who are building those, but there are no questions about the importance of those. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's what we are building at the moment. Um, uh, imagine having cities without proper roads. Imagine having cities with one guy controlling everything there. You know, um, not being independent roads where you have uh, safety and security to pass through. So, and and having a risk of being robbed. Uh, so uh, that's why, you know, it's, it's critical for us to kind of build the infrastructure that uh, can be a backbone for the future development of the entire industry. Sounds good. I live, I live in quite a bad neighborhood. Some of that stuff you said rang true to my life, but um, I, I take your point. Yeah, whatever you guys are doing uh, in Droid and in general for the ecosystem, it's, uh, uh, it's really great. I mean, um, you guys, apart from investments and, and, and uh, basically trying to invest in the projects that would change the future and obviously bring you the, uh, the returns on those investments and risks that you're taking, you also are creating a good media content to educate both your members and members of larger uh, uh, society about uh, the, the, the future that everyone expects. If you would ask someone in 1990 that, or 94 that all your belongings and, uh, and uh, will be offline mainly, you know, that the, uh, that the entire bank account will be on, online and you will have a small cart that you will be just touching and paying with your phone, you know, people would think you're crazy, right? And in and, and 10, 15 years, it became the reality. So the similar way what we're talking about, the centralized future um, might become the reality as well. Um, not not in a in an anarchist way, but in a, in a way that big blockchains will become the, the the part of life that we're just thinking that it's normal. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think you guys are perfectly positioned to uh, to capitalize on that. So uh, very exciting. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. All right, see you, mate. All right, that's it for this episode of Moonbrain. Thanks to Faraj and thanks too to Leo from the Iwa team. And thanks to you guys, my droid brothers and sisters. We are all in this together. And whether the market goes up or the market goes down, we are all a family, uh, even those satin ring bullies. All right, we'll be back next week with another episode for you. Until then, why don't you go make some bank spot trading to stable coins? Adios!